0: Log Talk Radio. Hey everyone, welcome to the Neil and Christine Psychic Hour. Okay, we're talking about fat, fat milk today.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know when they mislabel, when they make those mistakes <laughs> on labels, uh, sometimes the cotton becomes very uh, expensive because it's a rarity. So I, you I,
0: mean a collector's item I a
1: collector's item I've got fifteen I've saved so, far. <laughs>
0: so we have to tell the backstory on this just quickly there's a fat, free milk that um that Neil buys from a company local company here, and it's uh they're i guess they're pretty humane in the way they treat the cows and the calves yeah yeah supposedly at, for,
1: at, Well, you know comparatively
0: Comparatively? But, but
1: the uh um that the the calves are still from my understanding they're still pulled from their mother at a certain point and when the cows no longer produce milk they're basically slaughtered but
0: well, that's
1: but it, uh, not all dairies do that that's typical of the majority of people the, there's a movie out right now called cow it's a documentary and in that movie that that's what is described but now it may not be true this I spoke to somebody at this particular dairy, and he says they don't do that. Right,
0: they say they don't do that at this particular dairy. But anyway, they relabeled their packaging, they repackaged their milk, and they used to have a nice narrative about how the cows were treated well, and you know they graze in the pasture, and it's organic, blah blah blah, and pictures of cows. And they changed to this really kind of stark carton, which I'm not sure why they would do that. But they mislabeled the carton. <laughs> and so it says fat-free milk on the face of the carton, but on the side opposite the pour spout, it says fat, fat milk <laughs> instead of fat-free milk. Yeah. And we can't get them to call us back. It's they won't call it actually back. comical, so, quite comical um, situation. And the
1: carton now has a steers head on it. So I'm really questioning. The, uh,
0: it doesn't have so. a steers head. Uh, but, but, le, but let me give out the phone number or announce the phone number before you start talking and we start getting into a discussion. 914-338-0164 is the call-in number. Please press 1 if you'd like to speak with us, and we invite our callers to join us on Facebook and on Twitter. There's a counselor linked on our Block Talk Radio profile, Neil and Kristen Baker Psychic, where you may follow us as well. <sighs> you know, what is all this
1: talk I'm hearing about? What is a psychic? <laughs> What? what is people? What is a psychic? What is going on? What, number one,
0: psychic, interaction. I wasn't aware of, but anyway. Oh, everybody, everybody, everybody. But um But
1: um, you know, what is a psychic? What is a psychic? Really varies, doesn't from it? A, from an ordinary human being, what, well, are these, what are these psychics all about? What well, are they able to do that others seemingly can't, and that others go to to get insight or awareness or sheer prediction about their life? Well, 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 what are you doing? What are you doing? Is nodding? <laughs> your <laughs> invisible whistling. <laughs>
0: No, what I was going to say is that psychics, I mean, there is a there is a variation. Uh, not all psychics do the same thing, first of all, and not all psychics, you know, get people that specialize in relationships or they specialize in doing tarot cards or they specialize in, in connecting with spirits, supposedly. I mean, there's not all yeah, psychics so ago, the are well. Psychic. Yeah, so there's well, different true, brands. You know, I'm there's... a doctor.
1: You're a doctor of internal medicine, you know, you're a cardiologist. What are you? What? There are branches of being a psychic.
0: There are branches of being a psychic. Is
1: a psychic. What? What? It, what does it really imply? That? That we're still human beings. Okay. We we don't look different. You can't spot us out like a like a mailman or a fireman or a doctor with a scope around his neck. Unless you're wearing a turban and ca- carrying a crystal ball around, But then you considered um, then you considered um, uh, Folgers what is it, the coffee camel camel coffee or whatever it's called. The guy holds the coffee. He's got a that's, turban on. That's, that's not Folgers, is it? it that, that's U ban Uban U-Ban.
0: Are you sure? Uh, have, you
1: know, I don't know. It doesn't know. matter. It used to be a good coffee, in fact. What is a coffee bean? You know. <laughs> Why
0: do we have so I think it was Euban that had the guy with the turban. I it could have been the guy with the
1: turban. He would, he was holding a he was holding um a coffee a coffee cup in his hand he's all dressed up in a white robe and a turban. He's holding a coffee cup like it's the Ten Commandments. And uh I forget the name of the coffee um um but if you say it, I'll remember. But anyways, well, I'm what, trying
0: to figure it out well. What is
1: a psychic?
0: Hills Brothers. Hills Brothers. Gosh. Now, how did Hills Brothers, Hills Brothers. turn into a, you know, a shriek
1: or a coffee dog? Well, I call them shrieks. So <laughs> yes. You know, they, they have coffee addictions. They, what is a psychic? Okay. <sighs> so a psychic is still a human. Nothing special about us. We have a certain, maybe a certain separate kind of talent or capability. And supposedly, we're able to see into things that the ordinary person with the ordinary senses cannot see or decipher or evaluate or whatever. And so we have this this ability, supposedly, we're not charlatans and folk, f- fake fake mediums. So we have this ability. Then we, what is it That gives us this ability. Now, some people go to school for it and they develop it. You can learn tarot card reading. You can learn how to do an astrological reading. You can even learn how to be a psychic to some extent. uh, If you're winging enough and have enough cold readings and you get into practice and you just sort of swing the bat every time you see somebody and you hit and miss. But what is a genuine psychic that has this gift? Well, there is the gift of prophecy, and that's explained in the Bible, the gift of prophecy, the gift gift of interpreting dreams, and the gift of insight, insight into people. A lot of uh, characters in the Bible were like this, and some of the main characters were like this, who had special insight, not to mention uh, people like... um, uh, Uh, Oh, the Russian guy. I can't remember his name right now. Uh, My age is corroding my memory. But 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 um, some of the who's the guy? The Russian guy, the psychic that took with the king and the czar that took over the um, czar and he ruled the psych the Russian empire. What's his name? Rasputin. Oh, you know, and there's there's all kinds of people, Joan Dixon and Sylvia. uh, Jean
0: Dixon. She wasn't a psychic. She was an astrologer. I mean, she made predictions. She made
1: predictions. And Sylvia Brown. Um, (laughs) Sylvia Brown. And and, uh, and, um, what's John? John. What's his name?
0: John Edwards. Edward.
1: And I even saw John Elmer Edwards. Fudd do a John prediction in a Bugs Bunny cartoon. He made a prediction that came true at the end of the... Oh, it's fascinating. But, so we do have these different types of psychics.
0: Yeah, it's so, John Edwards. John Edwards is the politician.
1: Oh. Um, maybe they should switch roles. But the <laughs> idea that we have this gift, I wouldn't call it a gift, but some people do, we also base our uh, some of our premises on numerology. So we have a scale we work with. You know, we have the keys there, and it's just a matter of how we play the keys and how we interpret them. Well, it's funny. the key is a key. It but it,
0: it's interesting, though, because someone said to us last week um, in a conversation, oh, well, you guys, you guys are number people. And I thought, well, I mean, you know, prob- I probably... I, in the, and we went, you know, just further into the conversation. But at that point, we probably should have said, well, you know, the numbers are narration. So numbers are a tool, but being people. I mean, I, I think there's a.
1: Uh, you know, a that's shallow why understanding. Going to the hospital
0: what the are? And they you your birthday, and you go, "Oh, you're a numbers person." Oh, or they you're get... asking for, or you get your blood results. You know, the yeah. blood test results, and and you say, "Well, you're, you know, these are just numbers." Yeah. I mean, the numbers obviously reflect it, measurements. And there's depth and, behind it. You know, right. uh,
1: the the post office, of course, has to deal with numbers, but but that's not the end and start and end of their job description. And neither are numbers the start and end of our readings. We don't need a birth date to do a reading. What a birth date does is it gives us a convenient platform upon which to work. It's just a convenient platform. But can we do a reading without a birth date? Yes. That's not a problem. Um, but a birth date is still a code. And codes are, are especially important to quote the gifted psychics out there that look into numbers and see the depths of numbers and analyze them you could look into the eyes of a human being and tell something about that person um but you can make a big mistake now the shooting in the subway of new york that just recently happened a woman happened to be sitting next to the the the, the at that point the potential
0: prior uh, to the shooting shooter
1: and she says uh, on the TV, she goes, well, you know, when I go into the subway, I, I'm so alert. I look at everybody and I judge everybody. And I can tell who is right and who is wrong, who is good, who is evil. And I saw this guy and I thought, no, he, he's okay. So I went to sit down next to him, assuming he's a safe guy, and he even says to me, don't sit there. There's urine on that seat. So he seemed. I thought, wow, a nice guy.
0: Disgusting. And then. Don't they clean the subway? Well, ugh. I don't know. We're Gross. Anyway. Ugh. But subways, are you kidding? I know so, they're filthy, but I mean, it just you know, God, urine, on the urine.
1: So I know, uh, but ugh. So so then a few minutes later, he's shooting everybody. Didn't La
0: didn't kill? Well, anybody. I guess. The, well, you know, right we, we, the 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 moral of the story is: do not go to uh, to the woman sitting next to the man that shot everybody on the subway for a psychic reading
1: or stay away from the urine, something like that. But, uh, but so when, when we have intuition, when we have gut feeling about somebody, when we check somebody out, yeah, cops do it all the time. You know, they check the person out and they make evaluations and this raw descriptions, a raw description is what you see. Uh, uh, an extra raw con- description is what you see and what you feel. And then an extraordinary raw description is what you see and what you feel and what you know without being told.
0: Well, this is what's it's interesting because there's a person that we were both looking at online. I'm not going to mention who or where they're from, but it was someone in a professional standing. And um, anyway, this individual, we both noticed something similar about this person um regarding uh staff members that were that this person is male had or has and and the fact that they're all fairly attractive so i mean we both noticed that and discussed it um discussed our observation but you went further and said, this is someone I do not trust at all, at all. And I said, well, we haven't even talked to this guy. You know, how do, how do we know whether, you know, we can trust him or not? He gets great reviews. I and mean, really, he gets great reviews. We know someone else that saw him and really thought he was a caring individual, blah, blah, blah. But you said, I don't trust him whatsoever. I think yeah. he's just, well, you know. You know,
1: it, it's just not, if somebody surrounds themselves with gorgeous, I mean, Dean Martin surrounded themselves with the gorgeous I didn't know if they were gorgeous
0: women, but they were I don't know. attractive. I I, they, all, they all, they, they all, we, we, they're, exactly. There there just,
1: maybe it just makes his day to be, surrounded he looks at beautiful women in his eyes and it makes his day great and gets to bounce around and look good and worship and all that, but, you know, I mean, that's fine. Who cares? That's your cup of tea. Then drink it. But then there's the attitude of how the mind is set. Um, how the mind is set. You know, I, went, I once went to a dentist, and he was going to extract a tooth. And um, he says to me, okay, you ready? And, uh, and I go, yeah. And he goes, okay, let's party. And he put on hard rock music, and I was out in a minute. But as I was going and I was thinking, oh boy, oh boy, I'm going to wake up with spiked purple hair. Um, and you know, I I didn't wake up with spiked purple hair, but I woke up without a tooth in my mouth. And he did a fair job. He did a good job. But I mean, he had a certain and and his his um, his assistant looked like one of these buxom uh, women, uh, you know, in vaudeville, you know, that walks around and you know wiggles and everything. I was thinking, what am I getting myself into? But again, uh, you know, psychics can get sloppy too. We all slip at times and we just get into a field of bewilderment and curiosity. But when we are on the stage, when we are, quote, performing, when we're really tuned in uh, and we go in for the kill, we go in for the bullseye and we start to do readings, that's a different motion. I mean, psychics do have buttons. Uh, yeah, sure. You, you hear well. The psychics never rest. They're always they're always you know listening to something or feeling something or seeing something. Well, not yeah, yeah. But you can turn it off. You know, you can turn it off and just let it let yourself be. Let it be. Let it be. Um, there'll be an answer tomorrow. So uh, that's true. But what a psychic, a psychic is someone who has the ability to see what can't be seen with the naked eye, to hear what can't be heard with the naked ear, and to evaluate it and process it, interpret it, and deliver it in such a way that it's pure or near pure accuracy. Whether it's something the person knew or something the person did before, or whether they go, oh, my God, what you said happened five days later. They have this ability to see and peer. So we have, you know, seers. That's what they're called, seers too. And intuitive. well, intuitives are a little bit sloppier than seers. Seers see, intuitives feel. And there's a different interpretation as the information comes in and the processing comes
0: in. but Yeah, the, the, I mean, and exactly. There is a distinction between being an intuitive and being a psychic. I mean, you can be intuitive and be psychic, but an intuitive is not necessarily psychic.
1: Right. And we're all intuitive. I don't care. Even the dullest guy walking down the street dressed in brown that doesn't know... It put from his head is still intuitive on some level. This intuition is built in all of us because we we came from a caveman and a cavewoman. We came to be alert. And we came most of us come with the ability and to some degree to sleep with one eye open.
0: Did and, you say we came from cavemen? Cavemen and cavewomen. Okay,
1: I I I, I, cavemen and women. they had to the meet one, one of the cave ladies who went to the Me Too generation. And Me Too was poor English. So, you know, uh, that's where that comes from, that Me Too. Um, <laughs> that's very poor English. Uh, I, I once said, me going to go to the store, my mom slapped my face mm-hmm. and said, don't talk like an idiot. So I don't know why they make it me too, but um, but uh, so what are we talking about? I don't know what the hell I'm talking. I'm, we're talking about <laughs> the, how to. How to a, what is a psychic? I, get confused, I don't know what a psychic is. Um, I'm still trying to figure it out. What the hell we've got going here? But we. But it is. You know, you have got to be a little crazy. You got to be a little crazy. But I've met very professional people who speak like psychics. Oh, I, I wager you, you're this kind of guy or this or, you know, you know, I get the feeling that and that's psychic language. What do you mean you wager on this? What do you mean you get the feeling? I mean, that, that's not normal language.
0: Well, it's normal to some point if people no, not talk when you, in that manner. It's only
1: normal when you, when you go, when you get the feeling. If you're just standing there talking to somebody, you know, I get the feeling you're a,
0: where? Well, um, I mean, when you say that everybody, well, it's being intuitive. I mean, I get the feeling, the the feeling. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody is, right. So everybody's intuitive. So it's not that odd. I mean, it's not that odd, especially if one is more in touch with their intuitive senses than, you know, uh, you know, more, more in touch with their intuition than, the, you know, the next guy. Right. And or down. Well, the of course, if, you're <laughs> gonna, if you take it seriously, then
1: you start to develop it, and it becomes something very, very poignant and accurate, and for the most part...
0: Right, because there are degrees of intuition. I mean, some of us come into the world much more intuitive, even though everybody has intuition, with much stronger intuition than others. And obviously those people, well, not obviously, but those people often are going to be more attuned to becoming psychic, more gifted in that regard, but well, may not come in with purely psychic. You know, there's degrees
1: of slumber and then there's degrees of becoming awakened. I don't know if they still do it, but the first thing that awakens us from the womb is a slap. slap. I know they still turn the baby upside down, slap the, their bottoms, but and then the and then the
0: next thing is a howl. It's a cry. Now that's what was, which was reenacted by Will Smith and Chris Rock on the Academy Awards yeah, stage. Except that, it was that,
1: that whole thing was set up to remind us of our birth. <laughs> exactly. Um, but the. Uh, But that is the first thing, perceiving the outside world with impact and feeling it. So that slap, to wake the baby up. That's really
0: horrible, I mean, to slap a baby. I mean, what a rude awakening.
1: Well, um, you know, I I don't know. Nobody reads the news and somebody goes up, somebody says, hey, have you heard about the slap? And they go, oh, sure, when I was a little baby, when I came out, what are you talking about? What we've used that word now, just like we use the word "slap," comes from "slap stick" too, which means that you fall down. Slap stick, and the stick uh, in the old days they would have a cane and yank you off the stage by your neck if you weren't doing well. But slap stick, slap slap awareness, impact sound feeling
0: and yeah, they don't do it anymore that something isn't right i didn't think so they don't do it anymore yeah,
1: i don't, I don't think they so.
0: rub them with a blanket and try to stimulate them i mean to to slap well, that's a child kind of but <laughs> um... no just to, to slap a baby when they're born i mean that is just to me cool it's a horrible way to enter the world that's traumatic yeah. that's tra- that's trauma immediately upon entering the world.
1: Well, we've developed developed our senses and we've come to a different position of awakening an infant, um, a newborn. So you wrap them in the blanket and you caress them, you rub them, and they slowly awaken and open their eyes. They can't see much. And babies all can see in front of them for quite quite a few weeks.
0: Maybe you know, maybe they can
1: go on. Everybody and all all their eyes are blue. Everybody's got blue eyes.
0: Maybe maybe um, the doctors should slap the babies when they're born because that's why children have become so entitled because they're c- coddled into the world now by well, being maybe rubbed that, by so a towel. Today you want to slap the doctor. <laughs> yeah. but, um,
1: there's plenty of doctors that aren't um, um, up and up, but. The idea that uh, whether you're, you're slapping them or wrapping them in a blanket and cuddling them and soothing them so that they, wake, they have a gentle awakening instead of a rude awakening, uh, it is the beginning of becoming sensitized to the universe, to the world, and not basically through the hands of... It, it's, it's hands. It's basically hands, maybe breasts, but it's basically hands. And now we have the idea of what is the map of the hand, the palmistry. What is the what is the energy of a hand? You can look at your hand and say this is a carpenter's hand, this is a <laughs> pianist's hand, or this is a hand that that typically picks a nose. There's, there's a <laughs> green. But the, but all of our hands speak. Well, they do. <laughs> And they sign. Right. They...
0: You're not remembering. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm laughing really hard because we're looking. We often look at our palms. Yeah. And and they change. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> the other night you were looking at your hand and you go, "Fuck! I've got KFC on my hand." Oh, yeah. <laughs> and indeed, indeed, yeah. KFC is. <laughs>
1: Was that my hand the whole <laughs> things? I got Kentucky Fried Chicken on my hand and um, and
0: you know, I think guys
1: like to play because they know we're vegetarians, and I've never eaten Kentucky Fried Chicken. And, um, and I
0: subsequently looked at my hand and I said, there isn't anything on my hand; yeah. it's blank. Right. I can't see a damn thing. And you said, yeah, you're right; it's, there's nothing on it,
1: well, which. <laughs> um, you know, uh, well, I did go to a palmist a uh, once. You did? Yeah, I went once. But before I went, I I was at the market. And, you know, the print from certain products, the purple print print was on my palm. That stuck to the palm. You know, you can have an imprint of something. Yeah, from, okay. And she was reading my palm, and she said, this is so... Capacity. I go. Why? She goes. Get the numbers. Five, four, three. and a dot after the five on her hand.
0: And I said, Well, oh,
1: well, that's my price tag. I'm I'm worth five dollars and forty three cents. And the palmist was so stupid. She said, Oh my God, this is amazing. And you know, I, I I i never seen somebody who never read a palm with a with a price tag on it. I go. Well, you have been to the market. This price tag. She goes. That's true. That's true. I, anyways, I didn't pay for her reading. I, I kind of walked out and said they had something else to do. But, uh, so I'm not really good at, you know, palmistry. Some One time I raised my hand in a crowd of people. Somebody was reading palmistry and I didn't want to really.
0: Well, you didn't raise your hand.
1: I was told, to, I, she made me raise my
0: hand. Oh. Everybody's raised their hand and
1: I didn't want to because I didn't want to make a big scene. And everybody's raising their hand and this great palmist was going around telling everybody, oh, you're this, you're this. Finally, she comes to me, and she goes, raise your hand. I go, ah. Uh-uh. She goes, raise your hand. I go, ah. Uh. She goes, raise your hand. Everyone's raising their hand. So reluctantly, I raise my hand, and she's staring at it, and she goes, uh, it, wow. Uh, uh, you're, you're an intense psychic. You're a psychic. That's the hand of a psychic. And I went, oh, I don't know anything about it. She goes, well, what, what do you What do? You do? I go, I'm made." I clean rooms. Because, well, you know, you should get into being. In. So she had some kind of. I didn't. Want, I didn't want to make a scene there, so I wanted to be incognito. You know. uh, but uh, but and it was a psychic fair that it was happening at. But uh, so you can read, and she was correct. I mean, she was. She was at least in terms of, well, there is a certain read that one can see whether it's in the eyes. The tea leaves, the cards, the stars, or the energy field. People read auras, um, and then people
0: read houses. Well, auras. I mean, uh, my my, you know, they have the specialized uh, cameras that pick up on someone's aura. What I don't remember what they're called. Yeah. But they take photographs of a person's aura. But yeah, aura um,
1: I forget, but yeah. Yeah, you, you know what I'm talking about.
0: Around. But I mean, that to me is so reading an aura. I mean, auras change. Auras change constantly. I mean, a person's aura isn't going to be consistently the same. It's going to be, it's going to change based on what they're feeling, um, what chakra might be predominant um, in terms of their, their. Well, one thing is for sure. Act, uh, our gardener,
1: he's the, activity. Best, he's the best reader of all, See <laughs> around the garden. But um, the idea that uh, we read, we read, we see on a person's life and we begin to read it. No matter what lens we're using, we still, uh, true of psychics, read. They can be reading on the wall.
0: Um, There can be writing on on the wall. Somebody
1: that was reading on the wall. So you can read a person's energy and typically see whether it's past, present, or future. Just like you can read somebody's autobiography and, and evaluate rather easily where each event is taking place, childhood, middle age, youth. Middle age, old age, and then there's the also the ultimate goal of, if it's necessary, reading the to the end of one's life, how it might all appear and how it might all end ultimately. And I don't know if that's important, but some people want to know how much time do I have left. I have certain things I need to do, so they seek. Sometimes they seek a psychic. Doctors can do it. Well, I'm sorry to say you have three weeks to live. You're going to be going in the hospice. Maybe they're accurate. Maybe it's the, about the two weeks.
0: A lot of later. times, a lot of times, though. I mean, I've read many, many people who have survived much longer than, than, yeah, than, yeah, there's always that. You know, that, of course, the prognosis. But, we're, but, but you know, they read, doctor. they read charts. They read.
1: Numbers. Numbers. They read X-rays. They read MRIs. They know, and they know once they've identified something, what its rate of growth will be, how fatal it, it
0: is. Right, and know. especially in, in certain types of like cancers, like the pancreas, for example. I mean, once once you've got advanced pancreatic cancer, and usually that's when they find it. Yeah, they don't find stage one pancreatic cancer too often, and you know by the time they find it, it's. Kind reason of why you like, go to the
1: psychic to, so they can maybe feel that. I did go. a reading on the phone with somebody and said they had a mole on their back and they said, well, I don't think so. And I said, no, you've got a mole on your back. You have got to get to the doctor. Anyways, they got scared because the reading was accurate. So so they went to the doctor and sure enough, they have a malignant. This was years
0: ago, obviously.
1: And it it literally saved this person's life. And then the doctor came and did a reading, I believe. My memory serves
0: me. Um, Your memory often doesn't serve you. Because she said
1: it was a psychic told me this. She said, well, that psychic saved your life. And then ultimately, in, in, in secret, the psychics went out of his or her profession and wanted to do a reading. I've had policemen do it. Um, you know, looking over their back to see if anybody saw them walk into it. But uh, people, people, psychics, um, like it's, it's interesting journey, but what, what are tools? Well, a psychic's tools are a going wrench, to be the third eye. A hammer. They're going to be whatever they may need. The numerology, a third eye, intuition, cards
0: the, cards, the ball. You can do all kinds of things. Tea leaves.
1: Yeah, and sometimes the information is right there in the cards, in the tea leaves, and sometimes the instruments that one is using lift off to something higher.
0: And it's kind of fun sometimes to use tools, even though, you know, typically there's not tools, I mean, physical tools used in our...
1: Yeah, I once had a very difficult client, and I used a hammer on them. Um, That's
0: what I was saying, hammer, wrench, uh, screwdriver, depending on what you need to do to the client.
1: Right. No, I, no, no, no. I, I had a woman carrying a ham and she came into the room and he got scared and <laughs> left, so I used a hammer on. Him. But the idea that uh, that we are, we're in a strange world and we're in a strange time. Uh, more difficult now because of our modernization of weaponry and nuclear war and climate change and before, the threat of the end of the world was based on an incident, not really based on anything that was unconditionally worldwide. It was based on an incident and was all oh, the world's coming to an end. Now we look at the world and there's more proof that that statement is valid. We are surrounded by... Um, by attitudes of, of how we are operating in the world, what we're doing to our planet, that makes the idea of the end of the world more um, evident. And, and, and the statement is more polished than it's ever been before. When, when, when we see these things and the scientists start to roll over and get their pens and make statements about how the world, how, what we need to do to stop this, uh, decline. It's the same thing with a psychic. A psychic can feel a or mishap. They're supposed to do very in supposedly the idea of seeing into the future.
0: So... Well, yeah, and, and, and in terms of speaking with a person in the context of a reading. Especially if 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 um, if the individual isn't like a regular, you know, doesn't do readings on a regular basis, it's even more important to be able to pick up what's pertinent in that person's life. If there needs to be a warning, for example, about certain things that they should or shouldn't do. Um, yeah. The less con, the mm-hmm. less, the less the less time a person spends doing readings means that there's going to be limited opportunity to inform them of potential hazards, dangers, and things like that. So they need to, the readings have to be accurate. Um, even it's more, even more important what, for the readings to be accurate. It? Do you feel it? Is it a vibration?
1: How do you actually get the feeling or, or, or come to a conclusion that something bad or, or concerning is going to happen in the person's life. Every psychic different.
0: Right. Um, well, and, you know, I mean...
1: That, and and that's, that's a lot where intuition comes in. Intuition um, doesn't usually appear when you're discussing someone's past. <laughs> intuition comes in typically in fashion when We're you're discussing talking someone what's a going on person or about to happen and so you have intuition that inside information that is along certain pathways then you get into the idea of as a psychic is it destiny or or is there a course of energy that that is conditional that upon condition, it can change. It's not unconditional, it's conditional. It's not destiny, but it's on the map of destiny, but it can be altered. It's not fixed. Some lives are fixed. Some lives are fixed, curves. Other lives are not fixed, and death occurs only by natural causes. So... uh Sometimes it's fatalistic when it's an accident. But but a, a good psychic will be able to read the ultimate events of one's life and see them. That's that's the extraordinary thing about the psychic energy. That and perhaps the ability to change the course of one's health or well-being. It's a difficult one. Uh, it's been done... But it, it's difficult. It takes a lot of energy work to, um,
0: uh,
1: you know, uh, I had a person that used to come with me. They had a, <laughs> really? They <had> a, well, not <laughs> when you can't work with. But, um, but, uh, th- this person um, had uh, brain cancer. And it was... It was just going throughout her body.
0: So it metastasized, and she was obviously terminally ill.
1: Yeah. And this person came for a series of years after being diagnosed. And we whether it was chemo or the work of the energy or the medicines that were being applied, her living habits, her life was prolonged for about three, four years.
0: See, that's the thing. And And she probably had a prognosis that was not shorter. Oh, God, yeah. So
1: case is going. And it was, you know, and then the marks would go down, and we were very happy about that. And then uh, I saw the person, and the person said to me, I want a reading, but I'm tired.
0: So well, I'm a you know, difficult I, situation I mean, when you're dealing yeah. with someone's energy like that and you know for a long period of time and you develop a relationship and there's an intimacy level and yeah. you care right. about them, they're a patient you know essentially
1: So at that time, we had to do a reading about the preparation for death what you know leaving children behind because the person was just tired so that person this.
0: had children I wasn't aware yeah. are we talking oh, about fine. the yeah. same but person no, that
1: this person even named one of their children after me
0: oh okay yeah I know wait a second I, I okay yeah
1: and they, I mean it was an honor that she named one of her children after me but
0: right okay so
1: previous reading where well
0: I was um, thinking about the other person who had the demon jump into her on oh, an acid oh, trip yeah
1: that one too
0: but they so both that had terminals. was
1: already known. She was going to go. Well, she just came for a reading to figure out why she got has so, to cancer.
0: So that that wasn't okay, because I got I got confused.
1: Yeah, it was different. Um, that person came to for a reading because they wanted to you know, know why why they had brain cancer and they only had a few weeks to live or something. And I saw a vision of her taking LSD and seeing a demon in a tree that jumped in her, and she said that's exactly what happened.
0: And so and she so had that was, experience. And I mean now she, she knew
1: how to tie it together. And are there demons out there? Yes, a lot of it's based on drama, but there are demons in the energy. There are demons. and they and our auras and energy fields can be susceptible to a, to being demonized, inhabited by a demon. It's just true. But it's not common. But it's true. It's there. And it happens. Now, this other person was just tired um, and, and, and said, you know, my children are old enough now. I'm just worried that, you know, I won't be there for them. But I can't fight this anymore. And I can't do readings and continuously be okay for three months and, and amaze the doctors and then fall back. Couldn't quite. He couldn't quite lick it.
0: But but she had a difficult car. I mean, the car, car. I mean, her karmic number, master number, no. were not. It wasn't easy. No. Not just generalized, because obviously everybody has their own individual energy in terms of their master number, their birth date, their their karmic number, and all that. But there are numbers that tend to be more challenging than others. Right,
1: the codes, um, there are some numbers that stand out with negativity and those combinations of numbers can be negative and you have to kind of analyze. Sometimes those numbers merge into that day that the person's just surrounded by negative energy and they're good people. Um, In the the event of something being fatal and a person comes for a reading, you know there isn't much to see in the future it's it's the center that when the person goes they're prepared they have finished their work and so the question that is asked is have i done everything what do i need to do i have my own opinions but i want to see what you can psych out in my life that I, you think it might be important without me saying a word
0: well in the case of this individual though at you know, one time i recall that she was you know planning to buy property in another state and she had plans and was you know not even despite her illness did it go into remission I can't remember a couple times it went into remission and and returned she had plans so she was looking forward to having many more years on the planet not the limited amount of time that she ultimately did have but yes but then it, yes that's true.
1: But then one day she just came and said, you know, I'm just too tired. I'm I'm all worn out. I can't do it. As much as I had plans, and as much as I want to be on the earth, I just can't do it. So you get it. You know, you can't for that. In those situations, you can't say, oh come on, let's get, let's get you inspired. You know, don't 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 give up like sometimes you just have to say okay well a
0: person has to prepare i mean if 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 and obviously the cancer had returned at that point yeah so yeah i mean and inspiring person a person to continue to fighting fighting no fighting variety. you know it's not yeah. well, it, there should be a point where a person is allowed to make a decision yeah. whether or not they want to continue medical treatment and 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 if not, then of course there has to be preparation yeah. for their crossover. But it's not assisted suicide.
1: It's no, not, no. not death doctors. What 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 in a situation like that, we have to look at it person's life and decide what 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 is going on that they don't need to carry over with. So it's the reduction, the immediacy of the reduction of karma. What really needs to be done? Not, you know, paint your living room or, you know, go to Niagara Falls. What really needs to be done? Sometimes it's a matter of resolving, like a priest, you resolve your issues
0: with the earth. That's God. Absolve. (laughs) I think priests absolve rather than resolve. Well, we
1: resolve. We don't absolve because we're not priests. No. But it's like
0: that illusion.
1: Yes, you're right. It's like that illusion determine by psyching out what really needs to be done. Sometimes it's an act of forgiveness
0: for somebody you're holding a bridge against. Well, it's interesting that, you know, in, in in the Catholic religion, the last rites and being absolved of your sins, that that priest has supposedly the power to absolve a person of their sins and then essentially prepare the pathway for them to ascend into heaven which is you know right controversial
1: you know it's it's a great uh, victor hugo uh the hunchback of notre dame that the that idea that um in that in that particular piece of literature uh the government the authorities were, were going to kill esmeralda considering that she had killed somebody the dagger, and uh, the king, the king felt sympathy, empath- He was very empathetic towards the, the woman, and he put out a. Uh, he said he put out his dagger, and he put out the dagger that was used in the murder, and he blindfolded the woman, his Merida, and said, "You tell me now which hand is the hand that is innocent." And unfortunately she held the dagger and she was gonna be executed. And before she was gonna be executed, they had the priest and everybody come out of Notre Dame to give the rights, like he said. And the priest said, I find this girl innocent. I will not absolve her of her sins or prepare her for death. I won't be a part of it. And the, and the, the authorities said, fine, then we'll kill her anyways. Now at that moment, the hunchback, who is the symbol of? Who is the compassionate but disfigured symbol of the church? Because he was secluded in the church for being so disfigured and deformed, and um, he came by rope and swung and saved Ismerelda and and yelled, "Sanctuary, sanctuary!" Now the idea that 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 what you see, you know, because. He was in the, in the novel. He's he's wit, and his morality gave him some water, showed some pity on, so he returned the favor. Ultimately, he was deaf by the because he was the bell ringer, and the bells made him deaf. He was also quite like we said, disfigured.
0: No, it's actually ankylosing spondylitis is what what the Hunchback of Notre Dame would have had. Yeah, it's a hereditary rheumatic disease right. of the spine. Anyway. And so,
1: we, you know, we, we have in distortion the compassion of organized religion in its true raw nature. Just as we have the, the, the energy of a, of a reader in true raw nature to try to salvage or, or remedy a person's ailments. There is some sanctity and sanctuary in going to a psychic because it gives basically one one a peace of mind, because they're going to a seer to obtain knowledge that might help them in their life, whether it's something that is fatal in, in consequence or just happiness in that spectrum of experience. So psychics, a good psychic is a healer. They heal by foresight. They heal by premonition. They give a considerate amount of consolation to somebody who is coming for advice or or help. And yes, it's a cousin to a psychologist, and sometimes a good psychic has to apply the mechanics of psychology, if you will, to their reading, and become an essential psychic counselor. Uh, and it's all very important. So the role is, I think, vital.
0: Well, it's interesting, in sense, though. So I mean, means. when you talk about a psychologist and to compare it to a psychic, a lot of times, um, a lot of times, people will seek psychologists so they can unload their problems and vent and vent and vent and perpetuate. A lot of times in psychology, negativity is perpetuated repeatedly because the person is seeing the psychologist and you know. Yeah. complaining and 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 in repeating their cycles of being negative and unfortunately unfortunately that doesn't work in the psychic world so much so I mean to a certain extent a, a subject has to be able to vent and discuss their problems, but a good psychic is going to help reformat re- or reorganize a person's psyche so that their um, patterns aren't to go into a negative process. Yeah, I mean,
1: it's true. Psychics can alter a person's thought pattern. Not to say that
0: psychologists don't do that as well, but there's probably more, Yeah, um, you know, more leeway to be able to express your... Depending on what, you
1: know, depending on the theory. psychology, you know, a cognitive or a atheist, um, as opposed to a psychiatrist who will help remedy the problem through medicine. medicine Others yeah. do it through the raw mechanics of communication and 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 modification.
0: Right, but look at the people that are in therapy for years and years and years and years. And they're just repeating the same patterns in therapy.
1: Yeah, it it, you know sometimes psychologists and whatnot will be aware that it that it's just the security and comfort that they can go and and it's perpetual and it's not a matter of curing. It's a matter of supporting right and being and that one has been heard. So there are chronic people with chronic diseases of the mind or chronic emotional problem that they're just stuck and there's an awareness that that's what it's going to be. So you make yourself available, but actively, not, oh boy, here comes an hour, I got to listen to this for an hour. You know, you, you're actively listening and you're interacting with a human being at a level to where the human being feels a connection, even if they go on rampages of, of narration and dialogue. Um, I once did a reading for an hour with somebody. I didn't say a word. He just talked. He got up and said, this was the greatest reading I've ever had. You're fantastic. <laughs> I didn't say a word. I, 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 don't, I still don't know what he meant. But um, And all he did was, when he was talking, he was crying and going on and, and everybody and, and on and on. And the hour was up, and that's what he said. He jumped up and said, Fantastic reading is the best.
0: So uh, oh, it's a better, I, I mean, I think it's, it, if you're going to have a psychic reading, it, you know, of course, having the opportunity to express your concerns or whatever, you, you know, what, what it is you want to get out of the reading, it's important to have a dialogue is important. But really listening is listening important. Is important. <laughs> You've got to listen if you're if you're having a reading.
1: You know, I. There was one person that came. I remember over the years and
0: talked on and on and on and on and on. And then they said, "You know, I've been
1: talking so long. I, I want to hear what your reaction is." I said two words. They interrupted me, and they spent the rest of the hour talking. And that was a fantastic group. So we, you know, what are psychics? I don't know. We've helped to. Uh, Reveal the definition of a psychic. I don't think there is any definitive definition. I mean, you could probably come up with a string of words that sounds nice, but ultimately, in time, the idea of a psychic is is forever evolving.
0: Okay, it is forever evolving, and and we are evolving onto the next show back on the air on um, at rather a regular time, 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern. Bye-bye.